0: Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we take a look at some of the quotes from offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, who met with the media on Tuesday via a Zoom conference call to discuss Tom Brady and the rookie running backs.
1: You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa
2: Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: What's up, and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Jay Yarko underscore bucks, at D Harrison 82, and at Bucks underscore nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is Byron Leftwich meeting with the local media via a Zoom conference call to discuss all things Tom Brady, but more importantly right now is Tom Brady's influence in these private workouts that he's holding.
1: Uh, That's what you get when you you bring Tom Brady in. Uh, He's about excellence. He's trying to do everything possible to make sure we're as successful as possible. We as coaches doing the same thing, and – it's great to have a guy like that to come in and lead the guys and get as much participation as he's gotten from the guys. I mean, it's, it's just a sign of where where we think our team at, the maturity of our team. I think we got a lot of players that are willing to do everything possible to um, become a better football team and win football games. I, I, tell, I tell you guys all the time, I got a lot of respect. For the guys that we have in this locker room because the way that they go about football, Uh, me being the guy that has been in that locker room, you appreciate when you have these type of guys that's willing to do whatever possible to win football games and to put us in the best position possible. So as a coach, you appreciate that. And we see it every day. It don't surprise us that, you know, we just got a team that's willing to do whatever it can to win football games.
0: Yeah, these private workouts that that Tom Brady has been hosting over at Berkeley Prep, there in Tampa. Yeah, we've seen the the helicopter footage from Fox 13 and and Kevin O'Donnell. There, it, it comes as no surprise. Yeah, this is when you sign Tom Brady, you are signing the the quintessential leader of a football team, a, a proven leader, a proven winner. Yeah, the list goes on and on. We. David, you and I have talked about this, you know, nonstop basically since the moment that he was signed. Is this is what he does? He makes sure that not only is he ready, but it, are are his teammates ready to to get after this season? And with the way this offseason season has been, with all the the lockdowns and the the questions surrounding how they're going to be able to work out how they're going to be able to do their offseason with COVID-19 yeah he's going to orchestrate these these workouts it it was it was pretty famous that when he was in New England he would fly a lot of his receivers and some of his offensive linemen is suit you out, out to Montana to do these private workouts and bonding sessions and and things like that so yeah I obviously tom brady is going to have a huge influence on this team especially you know those that have have never made the playoffs those young guys you know top to bottom you know, brady's the man for for the buccaneers
2: right and it's like byron said i mean that's what you get when you bring in a guy like tom brady and granted you know when they signed him or when they when they uh, theorized they might be able to land him in free agency i don't think anybody expected this coronavirus and covid-19 stuff to impact everything the way that it has up to this point but really, it's it's kind of just a, the perfect storm, just in a little bit of a positive, right? A silver lining, I suppose, because if you're going to have a quarterback that is going to be relied on to, you know, that's something that Bruce Aarons talked about is that they're talking to Tom Brady and they're talking offensive game plans, schemes, ideas on how they want to execute uh, the offense and work with the team. And then he's going to these private workouts with his new teammates. And now he's basically, he's an extension of the coach, which is what the quarterback is kind of supposed to be. But this extension of the coach, is a multiple-time MVP winner, multiple-time Super Bowl champion, the greatest quarterback of all time, future Hall of Famer. So those those players are not only going there because they're excited to have Tom on the roster. They're going there because they trust in what he says because his track record, the success behind what he says, is there. The proof is in the pudding, as they like to say. So really, it couldn't have come at a better time because no slight to Jameis. You know, I, I, anybody who's listened to us speak over Jameis's career knows that we you know, have been supporters of Jameis. But I don't think Jameis Winston would command that kind of authority on a practice field without the coaches there the way that Tom Brady is right now.
0: yeah, uh, you know, it's it's fun seeing these little workout videos and and all that, but it, it's still not the real thing. And we we just gotta keep our fingers crossed that, that we're gonna get a, a real training camp and and get this offseason truly rolling. But David, real quick, let me let me ask you a question. You know, we we saw the videos for or uh, the promos for Madden 21 coming out soon. And we all know that's, you know, standard version of Madden. It's it's a $60 game. So let me ask you, would you go out to the store and pay $90 for that Madden game? No, not, not in the slightest. Would you pay $120 for that Madden game? Absolutely not. So then let me ask, why is it that people choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when they can get those those parts cheaper with our friends at Rock Auto. Let me tell you, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals as they are do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that David and I sent you from here on the locked on box podcast. Amazing selection, reliably low
1: prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. That's what the summer's for all the time for every quarterback. I think every quarterback coordinator goes through that every year. Even if they've been together a while, this is something that you do. When you do your self-scouting, you go into things, your off-season every year, and you try to look to tweak things, try to look to make things better. Just this off-season, two years in a row, really, I um, came in here last year. You're installing an offense. Now this year, most of everybody else kind of know the system now. is just getting everything to Tom, just getting everything to Tom and that's just part of it. That's just part of it. That's what we do every year, really, at this time. And we'll use a lot of his input. Closing out
2: the week here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, that was, of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator, coordinator Byron Leftwich, talking about or answering the, answering a question about collaborating with Tom Brady. Uh, James, you remember leading up to this story, leading up to the signing, there were, just, there were rumors and speculation running wild on ESPN NFL Network. We even talked about it. About what exactly Tom Brady was looking for in his next team, if he was to in fact leave New England, and how much kind of control was he going to want? You know, there was reports they wanted to control over roster decisions and maybe the draft strategy, uh, stuff like that. And of course, all that stuff has since been kind of debunked by Tom himself, but then Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, of course, as well. But the big question that kind of still remained after Tom Brady signed his deal with Tampa was how much of a how much of an influence was Tom going to have, or was Tom going to be coming in expecting to run Bruce Arians's uh, you know, no risk it, no biscuit type of offense, you know, all the all the deep passes and the the long time standing in the pocket. And it's been said before already. So I'm kind of hoping this is the maybe the last time we have to hear one of these guys say this, because we've heard Tom say that it's gonna be a team effort. We've heard Bruce Arian say it's gonna be a collective, and now we're hearing Byron Leftwich use the word collaboration. And I know you know this, but this is nothing new for Bruce Arian specifically, but for this coaching staff as well, as you can definitely hear
0: Bruce Arian's influence in what Byron Leftwich was saying there we talked about this quite a bit as to you know how much how much influence there was going to be from Tom Brady as far as as the game plan and that was a lot of of what we heard from the detractors when when the rumors were starting to get real heavy that Tom Brady was the guy for the bucks that you know Tom Brady doesn't have the arm strength you know to fit BA's offense or you know he's he's not the quarterback that that fits the system for Bruce Arians. Yeah, kind of the same thing as as Teddy Bridgewater, but I think the difference was that Tom Brady's was because of age rather than um, rather than just playing style. But yeah, obviously we knew it was going to be a, a collective offense, a collaborative offense. And you know that's what that's what Tom is working with these guys on. Yeah, you know, they're helping teach him the playbook that they already know he's teaching them the tendencies that he prefers in his pass catchers. You know, we we saw a video of him actually running a route for a guy and stopping at at the cut point telling the receiver I couldn't tell who it was, but you know, telling that player like this is what I want you to do on these routes. You know, this is this is how I'm going to be able to utilize you best is by you doing this. So, yeah, it's going to take a couple of tweaks from the the pass catchers on Tampa Bay to adapt to Tom Brady but it's also going to take you know some tweaks by Tom Brady to adapt to this team and this offense and that's what is so important about this offseason and these workouts that Tom Brady is running is they're they're getting on the same page now so that it's not such a rushed process when these guys can finally get back in the building get to the practice field you know, whatever you want to say, get to the indoor practice arena. You know, whatever, but they're working out stuff now to get ahead of the game for next month. Yeah, and I think that's something that can't be understated
2: because when you have these new relationships, you know, whether it's it's a new coach on a new team or a new quarterback on a new team, whatever the whatever the reason for the newness is, I think part of the problem or part of the part of the hurdle or one of the hurdles that you have to get over as an organization is the trust factor. You know, I know Byron. He's been around the NFL, obviously, played the game, coached the game. So he's been around. He knows who Tom Brady is. Tom Brady knows who Byron Leftwich is. But they've never worked together in this type of capacity. They've never, they've never had to rely on each other. And, and that's another unique thing about this offseason, something that, that Byron Leftwich also talked about in his time with the media is just the fact that this offseason is entirely different than any offseason he's ever experienced that anybody has ever experienced And. Right now, so, you know, again, Tom is taking Bruce Arians' message, Byron Leftwich's message, and here's some things we'd like to work on. Here's some things we'd like to see out of guys like Rojo, O.J. Howard, whoever's out there. And then Tom goes out there, and he's delivering that message, coaching them up, kind of helping them understand. But then he's also bringing that information back. These coaches, they're not getting to be there on the practice field with them. They're not getting to be there at, you know, the prep school football field. So they're having to rely on – you know the video. I don't know if they have video uh, applications. I don't know what the rules are with that whole thing. I don't think they're probably allowed to record them and then deliver them to the coaches. So basically, Tom's having to come back and say, okay, coach, you know, we worked on this route with OJ like you wanted, and he's just not really getting it. I think it would probably be better if we adjusted it this way, or maybe, you know, we came out here and Tanner ran it and he did really well. So maybe in this formation, we sub in Tanner Hudson and do this and this. That is invaluable information. And Right now, it's, it's, it's basically forcing them to have to rely on each other and trust each other and build that bond. So now when they do get to come together in training camp, whenever that's going to be, they're going to be able to see that. And when Byron Leftwich steps on the field and when Bruce Aaron steps on the field, and they're able to put visual to the audio and say, okay, when Tom said this, oh, okay, I see what he's talking about. And when it clicks, that's going to be the important part. When they can sit there and say, I see what you're talking about. I see how we're going to apply this. Now that trust gets built immediately. It gets strengthened immediately. It's only going to help them uh, in the long run moving forward. But, James, of course, uh, before Tom can get on the field and throw passes to any of these receivers for, you know, they are going to count in the stat sheet and, and go towards a win-loss column, before these coaches can get out there and try to put all this collaboration together, um, they've, got to, they've got to get together, they've got to get training camp, and then, of course, they've got to have opponents out there that are actually trying to stop them from doing what they're doing. And that's been another big question this offseason with the arrival of Tom Brady is, can the Buccaneers offensive line keep this 43-year-old quarterback from ending up on the injured reserve before he ever even gets a chance to make a mark on the Tampa Bay franchise. That is something that was asked to Byron Leftwich, and something he also responded to when he spoke to the media. Uh,
1: I mean, we like to go down the field, obviously, uh, but uh, it's not a high percentage of the quarterback getting hit really on those plays. So we want to protect the quarterback in all, all phases of the game. We're just not looking to protect them on just because we go down the field. So we're trying to protect the quarterback, Every time. So that's the, the most important thing is to have your quarterback eligible and ready to play in football games. So we'll do everything that we need to do to keep Tom as healthy as possible. We understand that we are playing football, but we do have the most confident, the utmost confidence in our players up front. I, I believe in what we have up front, the guys we have up front, the willingness there. They're willing to put in the work to do whatever's need to be done for us to have success. And we've added to that. Uh, in the draft, and we we just feel good about where we at as a football team. We was excited about our team at the end of the year, and we're excited right now about what we have and the players that we have, and how we can move forward.
0: Yeah, there there certainly is an emphasis on uh, making sure they're protecting their quarterback, and that's why they used a first round draft pick on Tristan Wirfs. Look, when you when you have Tom Brady, the the things that he gives to this team and brings to this team are incredible, but none of them mean anything. If he's not going to stay upright and you had an offensive line that really was relatively average last year, they weren't great, but they weren't terrible either. And David, we've talked about this a lot that Donovan Smith isn't as bad as some people want to make him out to be. And, you have Ali Marpet there, who's one of the best guards in the NFL. Alex Kappa really started to come into his own until he he suffered an injury. And then Ryan Jensen, we see him out there with Brady and the guys at, at Berkeley Prep doing these workouts already. So they're already working on the center quarterback chemistry in exchange because that's a that's a part of the game that I think a lot of people take for granted. How easy it is to just snap the ball to a quarterback. Well, it's it's not as easy as it looks. And and if you don't get that exchange and that chemistry down perfect, then it's going to lead to turnovers for your football team. So, yeah, you have to keep Tom Brady upright. And they have a good enough offensive line to do it. They have arguably the most athletic of the offensive linemen, you know, now coming in to play right tackle. And, you know, it's, it's pivotal to protect Tom Brady in 2020. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's kind of something, you know, the
2: way the question was framed uh, to Byron was, you know, you, you're going from a 26-year-old quarterback who has what many believe to be underrated athleticism, I would agree with that, uh, to a 43-year-old quarterback who has never made money off of his athleticism. Um, if you see Tom Brady trying to catch the ball or, or run the ball, then, it, you know, it's an amazing occurrence. Um, so for this team, for this system, again, for this offense, that's where the, some of the collaboration is going to come in. And that's something we're going to talk about here in a minute is some of the running back contributions that can be made uh, I was happy to hear that Rojo was out there on the practice field with Tom uh, this time around. Not sure if that was his first time out there, but, you know, uh, it's good to know that he was out there. We've been seeing some some clips of him during the offseason working on his route, running his hands, uh, stuff like that. So that's, of course, a, a positive sign for the future. But at the end of the day, that's exactly what what this game is all about. And that's uh, any team. You know, it doesn't matter if Tom Brady's your quarterback, Pat Mahomes, Jameis Winston, whoever your quarterback is. If your quarterback isn't standing on two feet, you've got problems and you're going to have problems. So, this offensive line has got to come together. But honestly, there's a little bit to be said about the fact that now they're blocking for Tom Brady because think about from a fan standpoint, from a commentator standpoint, a media standpoint, how frustrated we would get sometimes with some of the turnovers and some of the mistakes. Uh, that were coming from the quarterback position. Well, imagine being the guy who's out there every single day, squatting on your knees, bending at your waist, taking on that punishment, taking on that training to protect this guy. And those things are happening. And I don't have any doubt that those guys love Jameis. They're friends with him. They really like him. They support him. They, they know what his talent is capable of. But at the end of the day, still, you're going out there beating yourself up, getting beat up for him to protect him, to give him that time. And even when you're not always perfect, but when you are, you kind of want that, that that confidence that the the guy behind you is going
0: to do his part. Now they have that, and I think that's going to help them a little bit in the 2020 season. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash Black Lives Matter. Today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is brought to you in part by Built Bar,
2: the, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And guys, if you've been listening to the show, you already know that it's become a very big part of my life. Personally, just this morning, I had an appointment at 730 in the morning. Yuck, right? Like who wants to get up in the morning, go to an appointment that early. But unfortunately, something I had to do. However, before I did that, I grabbed on my way out the door, a built bar and it was a banana nut bread bar. One of my favorites, one of my top three. And so when I, when I was in the car on my way to that appointment, I was able to down that built bar and it gave me some energy and it gave me some good stuff as well. Uh, In that bar contained 150 calories, just five grams of fat, 18 grams of protein, six grams of fiber, and just two grams of net carb. So it was a good way rushing out the door for me to get my day started. Go ahead and give me a little bit of fuel so I can sit there and pay attention at it. What is a very important appointment? But again, who wants to wake up that early and go to an appointment first thing in the morning? Not me, probably not most of you out there. So if you are one of those people, or if you're looking for something to boost your workouts, or if you're looking for something for weight management, go ahead, give Built Bar a try. If you haven't already, your first order of Built Bars is $10 off when you use the promo code Locked On. At builtbar.com. Again, that's promo code locked on at builtbar.com for $10 off your first box of built bars.
1: I mean, they're both fast guys, both guys that have made big plays, they hold careers, they play football. When you watch the guys play, they're a big play waiting to happen. Um, so we're just, same as in every other position, we're just happy to have good football players. We want as many good football players as we can get. And it's my job to put these guys in position to make plays and to win on certain downs. But the tough part is without having the opportunity to get these guys in here, we know what they showed on tape. We can't wait for the opportunity to get these guys on our practice facility, practicing our plays so we can truly learn what they can do extremely well. So we're just waiting to get these guys and have an opportunity to, to put them in position to make plays so, we can um, see what they really can do.
0: Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And look, David, you and I have talked extensively this offseason about the running back position, and Keyshawn Vaughn is certainly not a player that we ever had on our radar. I don't think either of us were really over the moon with the selection. Granted, you know, I, I was excited to have the Buccaneers getting a, uh, a fighting a lion eye by proxy via via Vanderbilt there. But look, the fact of the matter is this. Keyshawn Vaughn, when put in in situations to succeed, even with as not great as Vanderbilt is, he can be an explosive running back. He led the entire SEC in 60-plus yard touchdowns. You don't do that unless you have some explosiveness in you. So what it's going to boil down to and I don't expect Keyshawn Vaughn to come out here and be like USC Reggie Bush for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what I will like to see is how they utilize him in addition to Ronald Jones. Because we know now, Rojo's the guy. That is the guy for the Bucks. How do they use him along with Rojo? What plays, what positions are they putting Vaughn in to allow him the opportunity to use that explosiveness and be a potentially big play guy. Raymond Calais, I get it, seventh round pick. He's, he's going to fight to be your return man. You know That's how he's going to get on the field as special teams. And you know, he was a phenomenal return guy in college. But I want to see, I am so excited to see what kind of packages Byron Leftwich draws up. To put Keyshawn Vaughn in a situation where he can succeed and use that big playability. Yeah, I mean home run ability is always exciting,
2: you know. And when you have a team that likes to throw deep, but they're bringing a quarterback in that can't throw as deep necessarily every single play, and you're not going to want to have to force your pass protection to hold uh, for that long every single play. It's really important to then supplement that loss, I guess you want to call that, of a, a potential explosiveness with the running back group. And I think that's exactly what you have here in Ronald Jones. You know, again, he's he's not going to make as big of a leap in year three as he did between year one and two. It's just, I don't know that that's physically possible for him to do um, in this situation. But if he even gets, you know, marginally better, you know, hopefully more as a pass blocker than anything, but even in the passing game, Byron said it himself again in that conversation with the media that when they did get their running backs involved in the passing game, they were pretty happy with what they saw and what they got out of them. It's just they have so many options like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and then Brashad Perryman there down the stretch that it's, it's kind of hard to ignore those weapons out there to try to get your running back going. Uh, but this year, if they do work with the running backs, Tom Brady is known for working with his running backs. You've got Rojo with home run ability. Keyshawn Vaughn, I think probably one reason that a lot of people didn't have a lot of buzz on him is he didn't have the greatest 40 in the world. Uh, but, you know, everybody who talks about the draft and, and the scouting combine knows that you use the scouting combine to confirm or bring up things that you didn't know about players. And, you know, so the Buccaneers are interested in Keyshawn. They see a slower than maybe expected forty. They go back and watch the film and say, nah, this dude is fast in pads. You know, he didn't have a good day in Indy, that's fine. But he's fast in pads. That's all we need to know. And we're not worried about it. So taking him and then, yeah, Raymond Clay too. I mean, honestly, James, the Buccaneers might have a situation here with Keyshawn Vaughn similar to what the Chargers have in Austin Eckler, where, you know, three years down the road from now, Rojo. If he continues on his climb and his ascension, you know, getting 1,000 yards from scrimmage, maybe getting 1,000 yards rushing from scrimmage, uh, he may be a guy who's in line for a heftier pay- uh, contract than the Bucks want to pay. So, you know, down the road here, what they do is instead they extend Keyshawn Vaughn for maybe three, four years at a modest amount, don't have to dump a, m- a lot of money into the running back room. But now he's got years of experience, less tread off the tires, and he's ready to step into that primary role. Meanwhile, you're drafting another guy in the third round somewhere down the road to develop behind him, so on and so forth. Because, again, like we've said on the show, the Christian McCaffreys and Saquon Barclays of the world are pretty rare.
0: And if you're not getting one of those, it's hard to justify paying him that big second contract. All right. Well, David, I think that is going to do it for this episode. But, look, before we get out of here, <clears throat> Locked On Bucks listeners, we're going to need your help. And, David, I'm going to kick it over to you. explain what we need their help about but you have something really interesting going up today as you all are listening to this if you're listening on Friday uh over at bucksnation.com that we're gonna want some of our listeners to interact with
2: yeah so I mean the the actual news happened on Wednesday the news broke on Thursday uh shout out to Mr. Top Pelicero over at NFL Network uh sending out the tweet the first tweet that I saw anyway so that's who I'm gonna credit to uh, that wide receiver Josh Gordon has applied for reinstatement to the NFL um, just to catch everybody up in case you didn't know. Um, obviously, he started off the season last year with the New England Patriots after ending the season with, New- with the Patriots in 2018. Uh, subsequently, got hurt. The Patriots put him on IR. And then when he passed his physical to come off of IR, they waived him, basically citing that, you know, well, Bill Belichick didn't say much of anything. But basically, the, the predominant theory is they have some confidence in some of the other receivers that they had moving forward so they didn't want to keep up the roster spot. So they waived him. He was claimed by the Seahawks. Uh, Did a little bit with the Seahawks. Never really got going with them. Didn't really have a lot of time. And then was subsequently popped uh, hot on the NFL's substance abuse program again. Again, was suspended indefinitely. The fifth suspension in eight years for Josh Gordon. But then, as you guys all know, over the offseason, the NFL and and the Players Union uh, ratified or accepted, whatever you want to call it, a new collective bargaining, bargaining agreement. And in that new CBA is lesser punishments, no suspensions, as a matter of fact, for marijuana violations, which makes a player in Josh Gordon's situation, uh, all of a sudden his situation looks a little bit better, right? So uh, the thought process is he's going to apply for reinstatement. He's probably going to get reinstated because the violation he was suspended for in the first place is no longer a suspendable violation as it stands today. And he's an unrestricted free agent, so he's free to go wherever he wants to go. Uh, And then – so what I did is I wrote up a post uh, for BucksNation.com that's going to go up today on Friday – and it's basically going to kind of outline why Josh Gordon makes sense to come to Tampa or why he would be eyeing Tampa and why it might work out. So obviously I've thrown my, my uh, opinion in the ring there, but I'm not going to vote. There's a poll on there. We want you guys to vote on it. I might put up a poll on uh, the Lockdown On Bucks Twitter as well. But really the big thing we're asking from you guys is I want your opinions. We haven't really talked a whole lot to our listeners this offseason. We've gotten some voicemails here and there, and we appreciate them all. But I think this is an opportunity to reconnect. Let us know what you guys think about Josh Gordon getting reinstated by the NFL. If you don't think he should be reinstated by the NFL, go ahead and tell us about that. And then if he does, why or why shouldn't the Buccaneers consider adding him to their roster?
0: Yeah, and of course, you can check out that article on BucsNation.com and then send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. 813-444-5841. Check out everything going on over on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JRCo underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and be good to one another. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.